Um, yeah. A couple of last thoughts before we move away from Roger Stone here. As I look at this guy, he is connected to all these parties that were involved in the January 6th insurrection. And Women for Trump is actually Women for America First, but it's the same kind of organization. Of course, he's MAGA connected through Donald Trump, by through his ex-wife, I believe, who is, used to be partner of Women for Trump. Not a partner in Women for America first, but she was a partner in Women for Trump back when that was an organization connected to InfoWars because, in fact, that's where he emerged. You know, Roger Stone spent a lot of time on InfoWars with Alex Jones before he became, you know, re-emerged, I should say, in the public light. Oath Keepers, we know he's connected to them because he was with them on the January the 6th as they were protecting him. The Proud Boys, we just mentioned, through the Tarios. And, of course, he's Mr. Q. A lot of people thought he was Q. No, and so Flynn, I think. He was always the speculated guy for Q, or one of the speculated guys for Q, and certainly was involved. When, I, when they did an analysis of everything Q, Roger Stone's Twitter account popped up as one of the most identified Twitter accounts for Q. So, you know, he's central to all of this, is Mr. Stone. I bet this might be a reason why he could be cooperating, and maybe that's why he got a much leaner so. two-page thing. I don't think you don't think so? No, I just don't think so. He's been doing this for 50, how many years? And how he always does this. He always cooperates in the sort of weak, wishy-washy way. And he always way. gets away with it. Because he cooperates. He says, yeah, I'll cooperate. I'll cut a oh, deal. I'll see. give you all this information. Oh, like Enrique. Oh, like yeah. Enrique. And then they, you know, he, yeah. <laughs> he's gotten away with things because he, they all have, because they've also compromised and in informing so many people. Somebody's talking. I think Katrina Peterson, maybe. Katrina oh, Peterson yeah. apparently has a record. Oh, really? She could go back to jail. Yeah, somebody sent, put a picture of her. Oh, I think there's a lot of people who are talking. I really do. I think that uh, yeah, a lot I of people are not going to lose their careers for Donald Trump or Roger Stone or Alex Jones or anybody else. Yeah. There were so many more people who were targets of requests for information mm -hmm. than actually received subpoenas. So you start to wonder how much of the information did, did they comply with? Volunteer. What documents did they give that, you know, somebody like the person who, let's say, put on the uh, January 5th event maybe isn't somebody who can say, yeah, I'm just going to defy all these subpoenas and I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to do all right, these things. Right, they may right, actually right. have to comply with the subpoenas just from a financial perspective. Right, so they, they have to yeah. give up those documents. They might. Stone also has uh, an added incentive beyond the January 6th stuff too. What I thought was interesting timing was as the subpoena came out for Stone, on the very same day, his lawyers actually answered the tax oh, that's good. loss that's against him that the IRS brought. That oh, really? Repeat that for everyone. So Stone did what just before? That came out of the Mueller investigation, I want to say. There was some financial dealings having to do with some properties owned by Roger Stone, a company called Drake Ventures, maybe, you know, transference of property. And, you know, the bottom line was Stone answered the complaint against him on the same day. So that documentation came out the same day his subpoena did. So I don't know if that was to hmm, sort of, you know, give the could, other could side something some, to know, talk no, about. No coincidences but. happen in this world. They all seem to be connected. So Before you leave yeah. Stone, can I say one more thing about yeah, that, that, that speech, which was stunning to me? At the end of it, he goes into this thing about, they said there was a Russian hoax. He lists a whole bunch of things. And the COVID response hoax all the things that they were doing so he flips the script on it yeah, he does it all the they time all, they all do that trump yeah. is very famous for that you know and then he says but this is a very sophisticated psyop yeah i know really <laughs> which amazing. is exactly what it yes. is that's such a good point <laughs> you make his. such a good point right. i noticed yeah. that as he was up there there were all this projection about all the things that they were doing yeah. and all the accusations they were saying about biden it was actually about themselves it's an interesting point yeah. sharon's making on the chat here that stone trump jones tario alexander flynn were all mia yes. in the actual capital seizure yes. 
Isn't that interesting? What does that tell you? Does yes. it tell you that they I, are? But they were there at that speech. Alexander and jo Jones was there. Was, Jones was actually walking towards yes, the Capitol. But what happened to them after? And, and Jack Alexander Pistobiak, was there. Jack Pistobiak was yeah. in that tent. You need to find out who was in that tent the night before. They were all there. There's Flynn, all of them. Because well, Alexander introduced Stone, I believe. And Alex Jones was there and Stone, not Trump. Ali Alexander, Flynn had just spoken when I got there, and they were all in this tent. And that's where the Oath Keepers were in there. You showed the picture last night, right? Because my photographer friends were inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who was in there? And Jack Posobiec and this horrible girlfriend of his, Ashley St. Clair. Yeah, this is really interesting that, you know, what happened to Tario, uh, Marie suggesting that maybe he was arrested by the cops in order to protect him because he's an informant. That's, that's one think. possibility. That's what I think, yeah. Um, there's, but all these other people, maybe Joe Flynn can tell us where uh, Mike Flynn was on that day. If you're watching Joe, you can tweet us on that. Brother, his brother. That's his brother, yeah. You would know. Where was he? Was he there? I don't know where if was he was Joe? There. Joe was in the Pentagon. No. No, no, well, Charles was in the Pentagon, I think. Something, oh, something else that I was thinking about um, just, just, just sort of hit my head when you said Russia hoax. Yeah. The other thing about Roger Stone is Julian Assange is still going through extradition, I believe, in the UK. Right. So I don't know if there's any information that might come as a result of those um, proceedings. It would be and, interesting to see if that ever happens. And the thing that got, that, okay. that got me about the January 5th event and Roger Stone finding God and some of these other things it really did feel as though it was a victory lap for everybody involved. When you start to think about yeah. who all was a, who was speaking in it, you've got Patrick Byrne in there, right? You've got, oh, yes, Alexander. Yes. You've got all of the players and everybody who's been involved for this. It seems like it was a twofold event. One, it was to really get everybody ready for tomorrow and really yeah, sort of get yeah. the crowd ready. We're behind you. A lot of those conversations that people were speaking about were, you're the best people. You're the ones who are going to see us through this. You're the true patriots. Mm -hmm. Really building up that crowd in anticipation of the next day. And I think you and Jesus really and Jesus. Yeah. And then exactly. So I think <laughs> Christ is King. We talked about that a little bit last yeah. night. We had the Jericho March on December 12th. So a lot of these things are in fact spiritual. There's a lot of conversations, Mike Flynn, is involved with pastors. There's a whole other thing we can yeah. do about that. Yeah. Um, oh, but, yeah. It's a whole, evangelicals. There's a lot of evangel oh, evangelicals there, there on that there day. Is there's no doubt about it. There is an evangelical feel to this. And, yeah. and they really are tapping into that sort of evangelicalism yeah. that, that yeah. says, you know, we are the chosen few and we're the crusaders. We're also the, the Moonies, Crusade. all the same sort of cult-like organizations. Let's turn to Alex Jones. We're going to run out of time, I think, and we are. Oh, no. We're good at talking a lot. You, you guys are good. I like this. So here's Alex <laughs> Jones, InfoWars. This guy, I mean, he is kind of gross. He, I mean, there's no, <laughs> you look at Stone, you can sort of see some redeeming features because at least he's, you know, he's, he's <laughs> the, way, the way he presents himself, he's fairly interesting, but there's nothing redeeming about Alex Jones. He's just a terrible yeah. person through and through. He's also weirdly, I discovered, awarded a prize. I can't remember the exact year, but at the same time, uh, Maria Butino was awarded some sort of award by the Russian SVR's information news service. So was Alex Jones in for, <laughs> given an award for being some human rights hero of, of theirs by <laughs> revealing the truth of about America, whatever it was. So he's very tied in with Russia. And everyone should remember that both Stone and Jones are tied in with Russia. That's an interesting, you know, underpinning of all of this. But of course, yeah. he got the biggest subpoena letter of them all. There's three full pages for Mr. Jones over here. I'm going to pull them up and take a good look at what they say. There's three of them. I separated them into different pages. But I think this is the first one. So the allegations here are kind of stunning. 
The investigation and public reports have revealed credible evidence of your involvement in the events. According to press reports and statements by you, you worked with Cindy Chafian and Caroline Wren, which is a name everyone needs to remember because she comes up a lot, to help organize the January 6, 2021 for America First rally held on the ellipse in Washington, D.C., including by facilitating a donor now known as Julie Fancelli to provide what you characterized as 80% of the funding. President Trump spoke at the rally shortly before the attack on the Capitol, urging the crowd to fight much harder and to stop the steal. Your support reportedly denied a speaking slot at the WFAF yes. event, but at the request of President Trump, who offered a venue to and did in fact speak at the January 5th, 2021 rally on Freedom Plaza, sponsored by Mr. Shafian's 80% coalition. So let's just identify some of the names that came up there. One of them was this person, Fancelli. She is the heiress to the, I know she's the heiress. She's one of the daughters, I guess, of the Publix grocery food chain in Florida, right? I don't know why she's connected to this. I'm not sure how she's connected to this, but she pops up with $300,000 facilitated by none other than Caroline Wren, this woman over here. Caroline Wren is Kimberly Guilfoyle's former number two, and she comes up a lot. Joe, I know you've been looking into Caroline, so why don't you tell us a little bit about just broadly, we'll get into the details on her a little later on, but just broadly, who is she? She is a fundraiser. So she was part of uh, an organization called Blue Bonnet Funding, I believe. So she's been GOP funder for a long time. She's worked with Amy Kramer. She's worked with Cindy Chafian. So they're all kind of worked together. There was even a falling out among those three, like Cindy and, and Amy and and uh, Of course, there has to be here. one, right? So yeah, couldn't, exactly. couldn't be that they actually get along. You know, it's interesting. I also find out about her, that she had this pack, and this is uh, this is not widely reported, but I think it's worth pointing it out here. She has this uh, pack called the Security Through Strength Pack. She gets a lot of money from a guy wow. named James Ryan, who's quite an interesting guy, sort of a dark money guy, or linked to the mob, yeah, or mob-like people in Ohio of all places. And she gets a lot of his money from him. There's interesting mm-hmm. names that he brings up, like Wexler and, and Epstein, all sorts of interesting names. That, ooh, ooh, uh, James Ryan, ooh. yeah. And apparently, every time Lindsey Graham says something that uh, you might think is crazy, he gets a little money from Security Through Strength Pack from Caroline Wren's Pack. So that is how they are able to pull wow. the uh, Lindsey Graham strings, apparently. So interesting. Wow. interesting. Just as a side note, I thought that was worth uh, giving you an idea of Epstein. the kind of people we're dealing with Epstein. here. Epstein. Didn't Wexley Epstein, actually, sell his apartment for three dollars or something to? Wexley his, gave him the apartment. Yeah, gave, gave him the, whole, him the apartment, the whole yeah. house, the whole mansion, the whole thing, the biggest mansion in uh, New York and Manhattan. He gave it to him just because, hey, you're a nice guy. So uh, this is where it gets kind of interesting because he, it really gets into the meat of what he did. So in the lead up to the events of January 6, you and others on Infowars repeatedly promoted President Trump's allegations of election fraud and urged people to come to Washington D.C. for the January 6 ellipse rally and made statements implying that you had knowledge about the plans of President Trump with respect to the rally. Indeed, after President Trump tweeted on December 19th, big protest in D.C. on January 6, be there, be wild. He went on Infowars the same day and called the tweet one of the most historic events in American history, as if, oh, I'm reading this, but I'm not showing it to you. There it is. You can read it to you. It's for yourself. Though. It's interesting here. If you look at the first page there on the bottom, it talks about on the Alex Jones show, he says, breaking President Trump will officially speak at MAGA March in D.C. on January the 6th. All right, folks, we've got some big breaking exclusive news here for you that I am now authorized to tell you. This one's going to be the big one. Pudiate the whole system. The president has not decided exactly when he's going to speak, but it's going to be a hint of the supporters on the 6th. The point is that he's breaking news on behalf of Donald Trump, which means Donald Trump or someone in Donald Trump's world is calling Alex Jones to say, I've got breaking news for you to tell your audience, because otherwise, how does he know this information? How is he getting all this big breaking exclusive news? 
He's only getting it because Donald Trump is communicating it to him or someone in Donald Trump's world is communicating to him, which makes him a planner and a plotter just like Donald Trump. Um, It makes him him complicit in in propaganda because, I mean, he already has an audience, right? I mean, it's not like the InfoWars don't have an audience. They do. So they're using that platform. To, oh, for to sure. Get to the masses. So he's actually part and parcel of the propaganda. And, you know, those phone calls, you know, I know that you, you heard the story earlier on about them using burner phones. I don't know if Alex Jones was using burner phones, but it seems like Creamer and others were using burner phones. All these private conversations that you don't use burner phones unless you're doing something bad, yeah. you know, that you shouldn't it's be consciousness doing. consciousness of guilt. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, it's consciousness of guilt. It's ah. knowing that you're doing something wrong. Right. And I think the other thing, and remember, yeah, this would be very quick. In June, mm. there was Operation Trojan Shield. Do you remember that story? This a huge story came out about. Yeah, I don't remember it was what it was. How, it was about how there there was uh, an infiltration of like cartels and transnational organized crime telephones that people were using, thinking they were burner phones, but the FBI was listening. They had all these tapes. Nice. So there was a multinational organization for law enforcement, and they were all coordinating this Operation Trojan Shield. So I'm hoping that these burner yeah. phones are part of that as well. You know, I, it's just uh, it's um, stunning to me that they have people telling them about the burner phones, because the committee knows, obviously, for Rolling Stones to be reporting this, the committee must have information that the burner phones are being used. Yeah, so right. if you get into some of these other subpoenas later on, it may give you a hint at who's uh, But the, the proud boy, they all use, but they've all use burner phones. It's I mean, fine if they're doing it for illegal. The president of the United States should probably not use burner phones if you're communicating with the president ah, of the United States about a coup. I mean, it's kind of obvious when you're, you know, burner phones are fine, but it's just using with the purpose that we're using it for. And, I get and all the my use death threats on burner phones. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to get those. It's terrible. <laughs> I know. Um, I hasn't gotten in a while till after this show. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask for that. Um, uh, don't tempt him. So where I are we? Know. We did Alex Jones. He goes on about how InfoWars was just used endlessly as a propaganda mechanism, as a means to tell. They were deplatformed. They yeah, were deplatformed. But telling All you, of them. Donald Trump himself was using this vehicle to transmit information, to tell people what to do on January the 6th. And Alex Jones was the O-A-N. mouthpiece. And then O-A-N. you've got... The speech that you got information, I this was an incredible moment that you got on tape there. Alex Jones is at this Freedom Plaza. He's speaking like Hitler. You know, he's bidding out words. It's really, it's kind of frightening to look at and even more frightening to listen to when you actually listen to the words. And I want to play some of it. I don't want to play all of it because I'm sure we'll get cut off the air. If we put long, it but, yeah. but you have to just appreciate the mindset this guy's in and what he is trying to tell people is the truth in the world. And doing it in the kind of way that you would only do if you went to dictator school. I mean, he has really studied how he's going to be this guy and how he's projecting this information into the audience as if it's real. Mm. Tell me about that moment when he got on stage and played some Mm. tape. And I think Stroya is introducing him as well. Is that who that was? Yes, that's him. Yeah, Stroya, whatever his name is. Oh, see, I didn't know any of these people, Todd. I I do. Yeah, so So, he comes out and he gives, and I described it in the video that I did. Now this video was a fire breather. And the speeches that they gave on December 12th were like, that's Troyer? I think so. That's Troyer. Troyer, 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 yeah. Troyer. Okay. S-H-O-Y-E-R. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's an InfoWars guy. Yeah, yeah. He was was indicted, I think. He was indicted, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Forget the shaky camera. Mm. Ah, don't worry about it. Ah. Tell you who I'm excited to hear to see. It's you, the American people, unified in resistance to the new world order. New world order. <laughs> Jesus saves behind him. So. To resist the globalists. 
us. We have only begun our fight against their tyranny. They have tried to steal this election in front of everyone. And as I told them 20 years ago, I tell them again, I don't know how this is going to end, but if they want to fight, they better believe they got one. Yeah, they're revving them up. Sure is. When you see Nancy Pelosi, or you see Barack Obama, or you see that slave of Satan, <laughs> they want to bankrupt you. They want to dumb you down. They want to hurt your children because they're fallen. And because misery loves company. We renounce Satan. We wow. renounce the Democratic Party. Yeah. We renounce abortion. Yeah. Uh, abortion. We renounce the Communist Party of China. Yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, we embrace God and family and justice and strength. Wow. Which of course this is not the truth. You know, obviously it's not the truth. Wow. But it's uh, wow. it's stunning. He goes on about the Chinese uh, Communist Party so much. This is his yeah. big bogeyman, right? This is the I enemy wonder that, why. They're, that they're trying to find. <laughs> Meanwhile, the money for all of MAGA coming, is coming from China. Coming from China, you right? know. Sheldon Adelson gets his money through Macau. Macau gets all its money wow. from China. Uh, it is part of China, of course, but they, all the, the ca- yeah. casinos of there get their money. That's how Donald Trump got. Yeah, exactly. Bannon, Eric Prince, all these guys work for China. <laughs> all these guys work for China, Maga. China. <laughs> and China. you're supporting, you know, they bought your leaders out and now you're running around doing what they want, but, opposed to the Chinese yeah. Communist Party. But they're funding you. Oh. Seb, let me let me say something yeah, about yeah. this speech. Yeah. What Trump did at his rallies, the ones I went to, he would say, "They're the sinners, you know. They're the devil. They're the you know spawn of hell, and mm. you are the elites. They think mm-hmm. they're the elites, but yeah. you're the elites. So what? Right. right. Interesting. What's his face is saying is that you're saved, and they're yes. heathens. All right. of them are, you know, the devils, whatever. And Roger Stone says in his speech, he winds it up, this or that. This is about good versus evil, light versus dark. I mean, this is a fight for the soul Mm. from between the, it's the devil and Daniel Webster for fuck's sake. And (laughs) and everyone, but you know, the funny thing is the people on the left and the people on the right all think that they're fighting for For the the good and for their, yeah, yeah, and they're all correct. And they feel like they've got the right mission. But the thing is about the right is they're getting sold a bunch of lies. And I know they might think we're on the left are getting sold a bunch of lies, but we can actually back it up with facts. And it's really hard to back up the extraordinary lie that Alex Jones just told you. Maybe Jesus told you. Facts don't change. And I think the truth doesn't change. That's what we, you know, sort of need to keep our perspective on. The truth won't Mm -hmm. change. But tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Mike Pillow's (laughs) said that he was going to have Trump installed as president by Thanksgiving. Those goalposts have moved already. So the truth is consistent. Yeah. You know, it's going to be really interesting. I have a Mike Lindell episode coming up that he's going to blow your mind away. This guy is really fascinating. He's not just a little salesman, apparently. No shock to anybody here, I'm sure. So, you know, let me just pack up a little bit and just re-emphasize to everybody. The money for January the 6th, 
2.7 million came from the Trump campaign to cover a whole bunch of costs that was wow. given to Women for America First. A lot of the people who worked for the Trump campaign became Women for America First. So it's hard to tell where they stopped and started working for the campaign yeah. and when they started working for the Women for America First. But regardless, all of that money comes from the Preserve America Pack, which was Sheldon Adelson's, late Sheldon wow. Adelson's pack, which means all that money came from China into wow. the coffers of Donald Trump and then into the coffers of Women for America First. So, you know, people need to really keep this in mind as they understand what's going on with this MAGA movement. This is a Chinese and probably Russian influenced campaign Russian, to, destabil yes, sure, to destabilize yeah. America. And it's, you know, when you follow the money around the, the, the horn here, Sure, it's uh -huh. Donald Trump at the mm -hmm. top there, but it's also Proud Boys. Who did the Proud Boys get all mysterious funding from people in Asia yeah. from, from the secret site? Well, they got it from China. A lot of the Chinese nationals were supportive of the Proud Boys. Oh, those Boys. guys were everywhere. Those guys yeah. on January 6th at all the rallies, those mm -hmm. C CDC, CCP or whatever, yeah. those blue flags. Right. You know, when Bannon was arrested on Guo's boat, I was at his arraignment mm -hmm. and they had the uh, the uh, those blue flags everywhere. Everywhere. We I love you, Mr. Bannon. It's so interesting you're saying that because in fact, that's exactly, you know, Guao is an agent of the state of China and he can sue me if he thinks I'm lying, but I'm not. I'm telling you the truth yeah. and that's just the case. And he's welcome to yeah. sue me because he's not going to win. We and know I that. Think that. We know I, this. Yeah. The, the truth is that these guys work for, they get their instructions from China that they're going to be obviously pro-China. They're going to be actually opposed to China in their public utterances because that is how they get legitimacy in this country. So Guao may yeah. style himself as some sort of dissident. He's not a dissident. He is merely an agent of China. And that's who paid wow. Bannon. So then you've got also, you know, I mentioned the uh, Sheldon Adelson money, of course, the Sands, which is Sheldon Adelson's big investment. Uh, he's now pulled out of Vegas and now he's exclusively located in Macau. Oh. His wife, his wife's obviously running it now because he, he's passed away. Also Chinese money. Publix, we spoke about Mooney's, we suspect is also Chinese money. And the Koch brothers, well, that's just the Koch brothers or the Koch family as they are now. This is the people who funded, you know, uh, January the 6th. This is how we got to that, to that incredibly disruptive event. It involves a lot of very, very wealthy people as well. Uh, people who are not used to being holed up in front of a commission or being named for doing anything bad. People like Miriam and Sheldon Adelson, we've mentioned before. Right. Uh, Ken Griffin of the uh, hedge fund CEO, the Mellon Steel Fortune heir, Timothy Mellon, the Blackstone CEO, Stephen Schwartzman, and the Uline owner, Richard Uline. So that's why it's so hard to get any traction. You know, take down some of these big people because they're backed by so many rich and powerful yeah. forces. And you've got to keep that in mind as we start, you know, thinking about how to challenge what's going to happen. I mean, sure, the commission is going to give us a report of some sort. Hopefully it'll be truthful and accurate. And hopefully it'll guide us to some extent about how we cannot have this happen again. Rich and powerful people are not going to jail. They're not going to be held no, accountable. No. I don't think. I don't think. It's my personal. Yeah, opinion. I think. I think from a, this is just to be comprehensive. You know, the January sixth committee would have to. I mean, first things first. If they don't win the twenty twenty two midterms, yeah, there won't be a January sixth committee. So, from a democracy, yeah. you know, preservation perspective, voting in the twenty twenty two. Uh, midterms is paramount. So that's, a really, that's a really good uh, election platform for everybody to be running on is, you know, to keep the committees going, keep the truth going. That's a really good idea, actually. Um, well, I think the journalists, uh, you mentioned this last night, I think the journalists are going to have to take all of this. That's why the shows like yours are so important. You know, these, what's happening in various publications, you know, like the Rolling Stone and mm. as well as, of course, Washington Post and all that. But I know the journalists aren't going to give up on this. So just keep giving us fodder. <laughs> yeah. 
we just can't let it go. We can't let it go because we lose the election. It's just, that doesn't make any sense we, to we, me. Yeah, and we can't let it go. You know, this is the most disruptive event to American democracy in American history. And so uh -huh. yeah. we have to understand it at least. We have to understand the forces that have happened. There. I mean, there's no ways we can reverse these forces or challenge them without at least understanding who it was that made it happen. It's a lot of money to do an event like that. And there's a lot of, you know, you've got to really want to do it. Like, I mean, you want to really disrupt an election and try reinstall a president that isn't even really that popular amongst everybody, I should say, certainly popular amongst his own crowd. I mean, you've really got to think that that's a wise idea. And I don't think that was the point. I think the point was to disrupt democracy. The point was not to put Donald Trump. Chaos. Uh, chaos and violence and divisiveness and polarization. That is what they wanted. And to some extent, that is what they got. Right. Yeah, and that's what the anti-vax movement has moved into. You know, the Proud Boys were in New York this week. Oh, they were? Uh, yeah, I filmed them. Oh, they were at an anti-vax rally, an anti-mandate rally. And they just what moved from they one thing to there? another. One thing to oh, another. Yeah. It's just like it's a machine. And so was now. Nick Fuentes. Nick Fuentes was there too. You mentioned that yesterday, this anti-vax thing, the school boards thing, it's just, it's all they adding are. up a, a very uh, dark and cynical <laughs> movement in politics. And you know, this, this maybe is what the GOP will you know, feels like it needs to be to survive, but it's just a travesty for America. It really is a travesty for America. We have to find a way to shrink that party down to size and beat them next year because, boy, this fight is not ending anytime soon. A few years ago, I thought this was going to be last, uh, this Trump-Russia thing was going to last for a year and we'll be done. Looks like it's still going on and on and on and on. But, you know, that's a testament to all the good work that you guys do. And thank you very much for all your reporting, Sandy. Thank you very much, thank Joe, you. for all your research. Incredible stuff yeah. that both of you have done, but so many other people in the community have done. It is remarkable yeah. how much information we have to at least know that the commission is on the right track. You know, without all yes. this research and independent investigations and all these findings, we would not know that uh, the investigation was on the right track. And they certainly are doing a fantastic job and a really good job. So I'm thankful that you guys are here tonight. And I'm thankful that uh, you're here, especially on Thanksgiving. And I wish you both a, a good Thanksgiving. Um, Thank you. I, what do you have planned? You Thank you. What do you have planned? I'm going to go shoot the parade tomorrow. Oh, it's back. They're having a parade. It's back. Yeah. Yay. Last year was like teeny weeny. It was like two blocks away from the floats and it was like so frustrating, but it's back. And I'm going to bundle gonna be up vaccinated and, go and uh, no kids under 12, apparently. Is that right? I think so. Oh. I, read, I read that. I don't know if that's okay. true, but I, that's what I read. Yeah. I think, I think it's yeah. accurate. So uh, what about you, Joe? Do you have anything interesting planned for tomorrow? I'm going to relax tomorrow. I'm going to hit the couch, I think. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, I'll watch the parade on TV. I assume it's going to be Good. up. Thank you very much for being here tonight. You too. I know it's hard on a, on a holiday you. night. And thank you, everybody at home, for watching Narrative. Uh, as you know, I've been on a bit of a drive lately to increase the number of patrons. So check out the patreon.com forward slash narrative site where I tell you all about why it's so important to support narrative as we continue the fight for truth and democracy in the United States. And on that note, I will say goodnight. We will not be here li live on Friday. There's no after show on Friday, but there is a repeat broadcast of the interview I did with Kirby Summers about uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. That'll be re-aired on Friday. It's a really good interview. I have not played the full thing yet, so you will hear a lot of new stuff there this Friday at 7 p.m. Kirby Summers talks about Ghislaine Maxwell in lieu of the after show, and I will be back live next Tuesday on Narrative with a really special show. We'll talk to you then. And until then, da -da -da -da, have a good night, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Narrative is made possible by viewers like you. Join today and support truly independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. That's patreon.com forward slash narrative.